Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to a new week, Monday afternoon. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. And, of course, you might just be listening on good old radio, your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station across the state of Mississippi, wherever you're listening. Thanks for being with us this afternoon in the Pearl River Resort studio, Pearl River Resort is the home of the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at PearlRiverResort.com. Of course, you can always be a part of the conversation. We'll get to winners and losers to start the 4 o'clock hour. We'd love your interaction on that. 601-879-4395. That's the number for the um, C Spire text line. 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet. From C Spire Business, check them out online at cspire.com slash business. Um, two things that I think are important off the top. Number one, I feel like maybe I'm not the only person that falls into this category. I had a busy Saturday. Did two basketball games. First one was on the ACC Network. Second was on the SEC Network. It was in South Florida. And I went to the, uh, the old staple. Like the old reliable, it's always going to taste exactly the same spot for dinner. Uh, Joe Klein and I went and, and we sat at the bar at uh, at Outback Steakhouse, and I got up and I went to the restroom, <laughs> and I was coming back, and there are all these TVs that are in there, and I realized none of them had college football on them. And there was just a moment of sadness. It was like, hey, this is that sad. We know it's over, but we know we've got bowl games coming up. There's great football still to be had. But at the same time, this is the first time since the last weekend of August where at 6 o'clock on Saturday night, you had absolutely nothing. And it was a little sad. But I also think, Borky, it is important for us to recognize a monumental achievement that happened this weekend Adding to the legacy of the King, congratulations to LeBron James adding another title to his resume as uh, the leader of the victors of the in-season tournament in the NBA. Uh, that 
in-season championship is more legitimate and recognizable than the Mickey Mouse bubble championship they won a few years ago. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Dad, I'm so so bad you can't see what what I can see right now. Don't you... Don't you worry about that. Are y'all going to hang a banner down there in New Orleans? Playoff our no. in-season tournament semifinalists. That's a banner season in New Orleans. That, Great job. That would Fantastic be more legitimate work. than the uh, Mickey Mouse. Hall of Fame oh, worthy. Hey, Dad, I cannot wait. I'm not changing. Like, once your camera gets fixed, I'm not changing this picture I for the swear. rest of the day. I, I already know what picture it is. I can already guess. No, you don't, uh, actually. I don't know if you do, but you're about to see it. <laughs> is it from the party? No, no, it's not. I, I made this one. Then, it, then it's me drinking that drink at uh, at at Seafood uh, Junction. No, it's it it is it is honestly a tribute to you, Hey Dad. You have worked so hard to get yourself oh into a better place from a health oh standpoint, and uh, given your effort and all your work, we just felt like, uh, or at least Michael Borky felt as if this was a uh, this was a uh, good way to salute you for all your hard work. I look work. great. I'll be honest with you. I look I, now now that I've seen it, this is fantastic. Do you remember the morning show on ESPN in the late '80s, Body by Jake? Body by Jake, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Body by Hey Dad. This looks like you. Body this by Hey like Dad. The, the the whole show would be at Taco Bell if it was Body by Hey Dad. Yeah. Uh, Sports so, talk, Mississippi. Well, top men are working on my camera right now, though. Don't worry about that. Top. Men. Hmm. That means Houston's fixing it or trying to. Yep. Yeah, he's he's go. he's he's working it right now. Yeah, if you're watching on the uh on Super Talk TV, you can uh, you can see lovely Brian Haydad. What's up, boys? Hope you had a great weekend. A really good weekend. Went to a Christmas parade, got pelted with um um Tootsie Pops. Yeah. Yeah, one of the floats had uh, a bunch of little kids on it with good That's arms. Good throwing candy. Uh, yeah, with, they they had good candy. arms. I mean, they're supposed to be throwing candy, and there's a couple of kids that were just like beaming cars. I mean, it sounded like hail on the cars before mine, so we backed right up to the route and, and sat on the tailgate. And I swear, like, there were going to be cracks on the windows of the cars that these little kids were beaming. I had to, like, protect James from the incoming fire, but otherwise it was a great event, and... Uh, they, they did a really good job. I appreciate local towns that are like really close to each other. Madison and Gluckstadt are, I mean, they're, they're neighboring towns. Having their Christmas parades on consecutive weekends instead of the same day, love that. Got to go to one last weekend, got to go to the other Saturday. It's a fulfilling day, other than the whole getting pelted with Tootsie Pops thing. There you go. Hey, Dad, you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend, yeah. It was really, really good. And, uh... What'd you do? Looking forward to uh, th- this one. Huh? Oh, not much. Watch football. Cooked ribs. <laughs> what more you want out of life than that? I mean, that's a pretty good weekend. My guess is there was a little bit of time in your chair. Yeah, of course. Every week. Yeah, that, for sure. That's, that, that's a good day for. Trying to think. Uh, it, for, did for, I really do anything else? Not, not, not really. I not really. You cooked ribs. Well, yeah, I'm sure you watched Mississippi State's basketball game on Saturday. I did. I did watch that. I'm Ooh. sure we'll talk about that later. But yes. That's an angry basketball team there. That, to me, and I admittedly did not get to watch much of it, um, that, to me, looked and felt like a basketball team that did not want to go through another week of practice like the one they just endured. Agreed. Like, enough of that. that, We're not doing discipline practice anymore. That's what good coaching looks like, right? When you have a problem, you get it fixed. And that's what Chris Jans did. He had his team ready to play. 
that was as dominant a game as I've seen from Mississippi State basketball in a long, long time. All right, so not in terms of games that you could watch on the field, but off-season games, they are happening aplenty. Uh, Off-the-field games, Twitter games, <laughs> interaction, all kinds of stuff. Hey, Dad and Ole Miss fans have uh, made fast friends on the interwebs over the course of the weekend. Message boards are, are buzzing. I, I heard somebody say, um, uh, it's one of those things where I wish I could credit it, but I, I don't remember who I heard said it or where I read it. Is Abraham that, Lincoln uh, said. Abraham Lincoln said, this is, um, you know, we went through the downtime in the transition in recruiting when we went away from February as the National Signing Day and all the drama of leading up to that first Wednesday in the month of February. And then they changed National Signing Day, and it was like, eh, just another day. Didn't feel like anything. But transfer portal season has become the soap opera that February National Signing Day once was. And people that love that, like, injected in my veins, oh, my goodness. They are they are high as kites right now. Yeah, they are. And I figured out why I love portal recruiting so much. I mean, aside from the content, which helps, but it's the immediacy of it. Compare it to the the NFL draft versus the Major League Baseball draft. Football is more popular than baseball, so it's apples to oranges. But why is the NFL draft so much more uh, interesting than the Major League Baseball draft? Because those guys are going to play next year. Caleb Williams is going to get drafted. He's going to play next year for whoever drafts him. Your first-round pick... When the Saints pick whoever, let's pretend it's offensive line, which I think is the position they need the most, they need that person to come in and play immediately, right? Yeah. The, the immediacy of it. Major League Baseball draft, they're picking guys in the first round that you won't see for years. Maybe ever, but you definitely won't see them for years. I love portal recruiting because of the immediacy of it. High school recruits, I mean, Mississippi State got a quarterback yesterday. We'll talk about him Blue chip quarterback, good recruit, all that. Like, it's very important to sign players like him. Don't get me wrong. He's not going to play next year. Unless there's catastrophe when it comes to injuries. They don't plan on him playing next year. Wait, I thought he was the the kid from Maryland, from Prince George County, Maryland? Van Buren? Yes. Yeah. Is that for this signing class or next year's class? Is that the 24 class? for this class? signing class. It's, it's this okay. one. Yeah. For some class. reason, I was thinking he was in the 24 class. Okay. No, gotcha. it, but but either way, he's, I mean. He is in the 24 class. This, this is the 24 class. But we're this is the 24 still. class. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He, he's part of the 24 the class. The signing day's he'll, he'll in 23, on, though. Okay. I, yeah, I know. Okay. It's Sorry. a Doesn't matter. But, but he's not going to. It's irrelevant. I mean, he's not going to play this year. But Blake Shapin is. And so Shapin's recruiting is so much more interesting to me than, than this guy. You had. Ole Miss sign a, a linebacker over the weekend, Chris Paul Jr. He's going to play. He's going to start on this year's team. And so the portal recruiting is so much more interesting because it's not, hey, in two years, maybe he's your starter. It's, hey, come August 31st, there's your middle linebacker. Come August 31st, there's – I mean, I know State's working on other quarterbacks, but that guy is – going to impact this team and that makes it so much more interesting to me hey i'm not real big on nicknames but i think chris paul jr has to go away because that they're like wait chris paul what we're talking football we're talking basketball when you have a nickname like Pooh, 
I kind of feel like you need to go with that. Not the biggest nickname guy, but when your nickname is Pooh, I feel like that's, uh, hey, Dad, don't you agree? Shouldn't we be Pooh Paul from here on out? We'll be back. That's, that's, rough. that's, that's, that's pretty good. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon, the 11th of December, 25 minus 11, 14. Christmas is two weeks from today. Did that math right, didn't I? We got, we got you did. Two week, two I'm proud of you. Today. Hey, the good news is, if you haven't gotten all your shopping done yet, Genteel Apparel's got mm-hmm. you covered. Genteelapparel.com, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. There are a couple of dates, though, that you need to know. This Friday, December 15th, is the deadline for guaranteed delivery of embroidered gear. And what that means is the entire collegiate collection So if you are looking to get uh, something from the Collegiate Collection as a gift for someone, and you're going to order it online from Genteel, you need to do so by this Friday. We'll remind you of that throughout the course of the week. be a great present, whether it's a a golf shirt or a pullover. If you're an Ole Miss fan and you're planning on going to the bowl game, get dad or brother or uncle or nephew or whatever uh, some new genteel gear to uh, to wear to the peach bowl you can get it at genteelapparel.com free shipping on all orders over 150 dollars and you can get 10 percent off just by entering your email from the uh, the little box that you click at the bottom of their webpage, genteelapparel.com and it is the christmas season right right and christmas season yes it is and 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 we all like to be in the spirit of of giving and so I, I think we should give away some genteel this week. Oh. Everybody okay with that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we're going to do that. We, uh, we are going to give away some genteel either golf shirts or pullovers throughout the course of the week. So you, uh, if you'll keep listening, you will have a chance to win. Genteelapparel.com. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. So, Mr. Haydad, let's go Mississippi State weekend recruiting recap. Let's start start with the portal and then work Mm -hmm. our way to high school because this was a big high school on-campus weekend. Feels backwards, but okay. Yeah. Well, Uh, I, I just thought we would start with the stuff that had a chance to be more of an immediate impact. Yeah, and you know, I think we talked about it for about three and a half minutes on a Friday show because <laughs> they decided to drop that on us. I, I, we haven't had that, to my knowledge, since we've been on the show where we got the absolute last five minutes of the show and we get 
big news happening for us. Uh, but Baylor quarterback Blake Shapin, who, to my knowledge, I mean, I talked to some people and we we're talking about quarterbacks that were state was going to have some interest in, might be some mutual interest there. That was not a name that popped up in any discussions that I had previously had, which goes to show I, I don't know a whole lot, I guess. But, uh, yeah, he's headed to Mississippi State. Uh, was told that there was a, there was a, a lot of interest on Shapin's behalf to come to Mississippi State and work with Jeff Levy. Uh, and when that interest was reciprocated, the, the offer was extended, and it was pretty much an, an immediate commitment. So he is he is headed to Starkville. He will be in Starkville this weekend uh, to play the role of recruiter, I guess, uh, with some of the, the transfer portal targets the state's going to be having in. State is still in the market for another transfer quarterback, and I believe that was communicated to Shapin as part of his of his offer. It's like, look, we're still looking. You know, there's there's a there's a there's a chance that you might not be the starting quarterback. You're going to have the opportunity to compete for that job. You know, and I guess you know you think about Spencer Sanders this year, and the the situation that he came into, and and you know, so it's it's not like we haven't seen it before. A veteran quarterback comes in, but somebody you know else is going to be the starting quarterback. But I will tell you that as we sit here today, December 11th, that Blake Shapin will have the opportunity to be Mississippi State's starting quarterback uh, when the season rolls around in late August. Blake Shapin has dealt with injuries. Uh, in his career. Like, that's just been part of it. He played in eight games this season, uh, and he was 184 of 290, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. So he completed just shy of 62% of his passes, averaging 273 yards a game. Now, he didn't go the full 12 games, but um, he, he did some good things throwing the football. And on the ground, he was... Uh, I mean, it was a net of 29 yards, but again, sack yardage factors in. He had four rushing touchdowns, and he gained 239 yards on the ground. So that tells you there's some mobility there. I, I don't know that yeah. you would classify him as a, a true running quarterback. or He's not a dual-threat quarterback. No. Yeah, we, and we've almost what I, gotten away from that term. I don't even think they're classified. We really have. In and, recruiting and, circles, but, but yes, you're right. Unless you are an elite passer, you better be a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, I mean, unless you've got, unless you're playing at a program that's going to put, you know, an elite offensive line in front of you, you better be able to run the football just a little bit. And, and if you watch Shapin's highlights, he can. He has some escapability. He can move around in the pocket. He can break some big runs. If nothing else, from an athleticism standpoint and from an arm strength standpoint, I would say he is an improvement over over Will Rogers. So that's where that's sort of that's your starting point. State is better at quarterback with Bill, with Blake Shapin just from those standpoints than than you, they were with Will Rogers. Much better equipped to to run the system. Tell me if you agree with it. it I think so. The, so the, the I don't. The, I don't agree. The shock of the announcement I think was fair because that that wasn't a name that anybody brought up. You know, totally like surprised. Wow, wait, haven't heard this. Understandable, but the there was a lot of negative reaction, and I thought that was completely unfair. I mean, in part because you've got people up here pumping Cam Ward, Cam Ward, Cam Ward, and then when they don't get Cam Ward, it's like, well, Lebby's a failure because he got this guy yeah. that has multiple years of starts at the Power 5 level and has shown the ability to run a system like this and is athletic and has a lot of talent. I I found it disproportionate to reality. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Uh, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of people who are focused on Dylan Gabriel. The, uh, the Oklahoma quarterback who had the connections with Levy. We talked about him last week. We said 
He's scheduled to visit Mississippi State, but he's going to Oregon first. It's possible that visit never happens. That is exactly what happened. That he, you know, he visited Oregon and he got the got the commitment. Gabriel was kind of the ceiling for Mississippi State. Um, that you know, that was about the best they could possibly hope to do. Whereas with with Shapen, and I'm not saying that he's the floor by any stretch of the imagination, but if, I mean, if if Blake Shapen is is kind of where you are, especially if you can continue to get a uh, another transfer quarterback in to to compete with him. Especially if you can get one that you know may maybe a little bit better than him, then you're then that's a great pickup for Mississippi State. But I, I do think that yes, yeah, some people really there were a lot of people who really bought into the idea that Dylan Gabriel was going to, to turn down Oregon and come to Mississippi State. And I mean, I, I, I get why you thought that. I certainly understand why you know you think that Jeff Levy's relationship would win out. But at the end of the day, Oregon is Oregon, and Mississippi State is is in a rebuild right this second, and that's a tough sell not only for for Gabriel, but as you're going to see throughout this this transfer portal process, it's going to be a tough sell for just about everybody because when you're talking about guys who have one year left, they want to play for winners, they want to play for teams that they know are going to compete for the college football playoff uh, next year, and that's not Mississippi State right in this second. They are not they are not a team that's equipped to compete for a college football playoff spot right now. So this season, shape and miss. Three weeks early in the year with an MCL injury. So he played in the season opener against Texas State and then missed the next three weeks. He returned against UCF on the 30th of September and then he missed the regular season finale with what was described as a head injury. He took a big shot in the, in the TCU game. He had over 300 yards passing twice. He threw for over 300 against Texas State in the season opener and against Cincinnati uh, on the 21st of October. But for all the other games, he was in that like 240 to 290 range. So, you know, yeah. pretty good. Uh, put up good numbers through the air against Kansas State. He had four touchdown passes in that game, but 253 yards. Baylor just wasn't very good this year. Baylor dealt with some serious yeah. injuries. And so, in the eight games in which he played, they were two and six, including four straight losses to Iowa State, Houston in overtime, Kansas State, and TCU. Um, but again, if you look at his overall career numbers, last year and this year as the primary starting quarterback, he uh, he put up good numbers. He threw for almost 2,800 yards last year in 2022 with 18 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Played a little bit in 2021. So I'm trying to remember, 2021 is when Baylor played Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. He did not and play. He, he did not, but he had been playing at the end of the season, but then the time off allowed the guy who had been the starter to come back, right? Does that sound right? Either way, the, the guy that played over him probably shouldn't have in hindsight. It was Gary Bohannon, wasn't it? And he was really bad that night, wasn't he? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe so. I, I have completely wiped that game from my memory, so... I'm sure Haydad can tell us play-by-play play what happened, but I, I don't remember. Jeez. If you might recall, I've discussed on this show, I was drugged on NyQuil and cough syrup when that game was going on. Yeah, so no, he threw I for 40 yards recollection of it. on 7 of 17. Not great. Ole Miss defense was pretty good that night, but the offense, oof, oof. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoon, starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Outside the carolers start to sing, I can't describe the joy they bring, joy is something they don't 
Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. So Blake Shapin was the highlight of the transfer portal this weekend for Mississippi State. Hey, had any other transfer portal pickups of note this weekend? Nothing uh, official yet, no. So we'll wait, we'll wait on those people to make their announcements. I, I believe State did make a lot of headway with North Texas center uh, Ethan Miner and with Vanderbilt tight end uh, Justin Ball, but those are not official by, by any stretch of the imagination yet. Okay. So let's turn to Ole Miss for a second. We'll go back to the high school recruiting uh, for Mississippi State coming in a little while. Um, Borky Ole Miss appears to be very active in the transfer portal market, there are some big names that are out there that Ole Miss is absolutely in on, but decisions haven't necessarily been made yet. So I think where we've got to start with Ole Miss. Well, they got two this weekend, but we can put those aside because you're headed in the direction that I think is more important. Yeah. So the idea of re recruiting your own roster is a little bit of a new concept. But that was where Ole Miss started in terms of building its roster for next year. And it did a pretty darn good job. You got Jackson Dart coming back at quarterback. They got a deal done with Quinshawn Judkins, right? Is that official? No. No? Okay, so that's not official yet. We'll see if that happens. It is, you would assume that they're going to figure out a way to get it done, but it hasn't happened yet. Caden Priestcorn, tight end, coming back for his final year of eligibility. Jordan Watkins, wide receiver, coming back for his final year of eligibility. Trey Harris, coming back for his final year of eligibility. That's three pretty important pieces to go along with Jackson Dart on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, so just those guys you mentioned. So Jackson Dart has 27 starts in his career, played in 31 games. So 27 starts with your quarterback, 2,400 yards and 22 touchdowns out of Harris, 1,800 yards and 9 touchdowns out of Watkins, 2,600 yards just rushing and 31 touchdowns out of Judkins, and Prescorn is a fifth year who averaged 16 yards per completion uh, this season coming off of that training camp surgery. Uh, I mean... That, and that doesn't mention anybody else. That is just players from last year's team that are returning on this year's team. That doesn't include the possibility of Juice Wells, who they visited, uh, who visited this weekend, didn't leave, committed, may take other visits, but still, that doesn't include him. That doesn't include Deion Smith, the uh, the junior college transfer who wouldn't have been in junior college if not for some academic issues. But still, that includes nobody else. That is in this era. That's very uncommon, frankly, to have that much experience returning on a team before you add any other player. And so when you talk about this team for the next eight months going into next season, there's no projecting really, right? It's not going to be, well, if this player takes a step forward or if this player acclimates to the offense or if the quarterback does this. You know about all this already. You know what Dart can do, you know what Harris can do, you know what Watkins can do, you know what Judkins can do in pre-scoring. You know all of this on this team in this system where coach and coordinator are also returning. That The experience that they have is very unique. 
And it's huge. It's as big as any portal player they could possibly get, getting all of those guys returning. You also had J.J. Pegues last week who announced that he was coming back for another year. You just got Pettis like five minutes ago as well. Oh. Well, that's a pretty important piece on the offensive line. They they needed that one. Uh, there's, so, there's been talk about him sliding down to guard. Maybe that's a more natural position for him at the next level, but regardless, there's experienced multi-year starter returning to the offense. Yeah. I think the, the bottom line right now is Ole Miss has got to they got to get better on the offensive line, and they got to add some pieces on the defensive side. But, as you mentioned, they are very much active in trying to bring in Juice Wells. They are apparently in the game with Walter Nolan. According to 24-7, he's going to visit this weekend. Okay. Which, Um, getting him on case... So he he went to Oregon this past weekend, and he left Oregon without committing and is hearing you out. So, shoot your shot. I mean, it's a a plug-and-play, instant-impact, feared guy on the defensive line... Go all in and see, and see if you can make it happen. I mean, him leaving Oregon without committing is a big deal. It's important that, that he's coming to hear you out. Um, have been involved with the defensive end from Florida with the uh, last name that is difficult to pronounce. Lane Kiffin was in Knoxville today talking with the defensive end from Tennessee who has entered the transfer portal as well. So they're... They're working on a bunch of others, and we'll see where it goes. The high school recruiting piece is a different deal for Ole Miss. What's going on on that front? Nothing, really. Um, there's Most of the class is committed. Uh, there, there's a four-star running back that most people think is going to end up there. Uh, they had the A&M quarterback commit in town as well uh, this weekend. But other than that, not much. It feels like they're just kind of done there. Uh, we got this question on the text line, by the way. Oh, wait, Why wait, wait, hold on a second. They, didn't they add one piece from high school, the uh, the quarterback from Oak Grove? He was, I don't think the... the oh, that's not a committed thing? Yet. That's just a... He was the, in, in visiting. Yeah, that's the A&M commit. Okay, um, gotcha. But we got this question. Why go after Wells when you have Harris? Because you need multiple weapons to have an effective offense, right? I mean, if how many receivers do you start? If they're using the tight end, they start three. Well, if if you've got Harris, why would you not want on the other side of the field an equally as impactful receiver? You know that make your jokes, but they're they're trying to make the playoff and compete for a championship next year. That's what they're trying to do here. And so, just because you have Trey Harris doesn't mean you should be done trying to add wide receivers. If you want to compete for a championship, you've got to be elite everywhere. And so stopping just at Harrison Watkins would be really bad strategy for them, frankly. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. You got a, uh, a question or a thought? Jump in on the ceasefire text line 601 879 4395. Is this Talk Sports Mississippi or Sports Talk Ole Miss? Brian needs to grow and say something. All right. Hold on. Lock in, boys. What time is it? How much time do I have? I don't, my computer's restarting. You got uh, three minutes. 
until oh, the heartbreak. Plenty of time then. Hey, dummy. The whole previous segment was Mississippi State. We switched gears. We're talking about Ole Miss. We're going to come back to the high school stuff in a minute. Calm yourself. I'm done. It's a shame we can't see That was only 18 seconds. You know what? Sometimes that's all you need. (laughs) I'm not even going to. Yeah, Um, you don't. That's what she said. Not even going to. She, yeah, she, she yeah, was really like, disappointed, but yeah. Like, we, we understand that that you, you come and go, right? You, you, you come and you go, and what not everybody want? sits and listens the whole time. Before you just, like, lob a grenade into the conversation, why don't you talk about, like, understand that we do. We do. We, we balance the show the re- really, The really rest well. of the show. We'll just talk over each other. I'll talk about State, you talk about Ole Miss, and that'll be the show. Let's see how that goes. Ready? Okay. No? Okay. Yeah, you don't – oh, you want to try it? I think this is – Well, I mean, you you want to – so so Mississippi State this weekend – no, do you know what? No, never mind. That's why we have a podcast. two basketball games at the exact same time? We should try it at least. See See how it works. It's a really terrible. No, no, literally, like there, there's no. Like you can't go into. I don't even know why I'm acknowledging this with an actual explanation, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. We have played with about a hundred different formats on how best to talk about Ole Miss and Mississippi State on big weekends. We do it during the season with games. We do it during recruiting season. It happens during baseball. You know, we do it with coaches. It's like there's not a great way to do it. And and so it's like, all right, well, we're going to take a segment because we've we've played with, hey, we're going to spend this hour on Mississippi State and really get in depth. And we're going to spend this hour on Ole Miss. Problem is, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you listen to the hour, the Mississippi State hour, you're mad. If you're a State fan and you listen to the Ole Miss hour, you're mad. And so we try to break it into segments and kind of go back and forth. And look, I, it's, come on, just do, doing the best we can. But Chris and Summit says, y'all give that dude a break. He's probably pr- polishing his participation trophies. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven on Super Talk Mississippi. Richard, I have an unfortunate announcement. Look at the screen. Wait, what happened? What happened to what happened to Buffet Dad? Then we just got real. Oh, he's right here, brother. He's right here. <laughs> so I'm going to keep that the picture way, in the hopper. And by the way, that singlet's probably oh, what you're going to be wearing for the uh, Palmer home deal. <laughs> nah, I ain't worried about that. Uh, I just want to point out, like, 3X polo, brand new Gentile polo, right? Yeah. These are 48 jeans. Let's go. I was wearing 52 to start the year. So these are this is the first day I've worn 3X polo. And my, I just got some new jeans for my birthday. So, 
be honest. How many times have you put on those 52s just to like laugh at yourself for a little? I haven't put them on in a while. I haven't. I, I should do that. I should take a picture. But why don't we? Like why don't Halloween we let's get on like 46 year. or something? Yeah, I can get some suspenders. Yeah, it'd <laughs> be great. It'd be great. Um, I don't have as far to go as you did, but it, I, I gotta, I gotta look, get a little bit of an exercise plan and a little bit more of a. Uh, Are you a little chunky there? Watching what I eat. Yeah, the huh? like my dress shirts when I try to button that, it's, it's like a little tighter than it should be, and uh, no, no worse than that. Yeah, a little snug, and so yeah, good. Just, just trying to do a little bit. So all right, well, I hear you. Uh, well, it's a journey, uh, they tell me. So. That's what I hear. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Several Ole Miss players announced today that they are coming back next year. Seems like they know there's the potential for something special. I think there's something to that. This, um, there's kind of so, a perfect storm as well. It, so far. This has been a good offseason for Ole Miss. There's a bowl game coming up in 16 days or 19 days. Um, got to do that. I mean, they're going to continue to have activity in the transfer portal and working toward building next year's roster. And look, the the guys that are out there that we're talking about that Ole Miss is in on, you got to close, right? Being in the conversation for the best defensive lineman in the portal is, okay, that's better than not being in the conversation. Closing it is a different deal altogether. You, you remember that 2013 recruiting class for Ole Miss in the lead-up to it. That that was the thing. It's like, okay, Ole Miss is in the conversation with Laramie Tunsil. They're in the conversation with Robert Kimdichie. They're in the conversation with Laquan Trail. Oh, wow, these guys have actually committed but then you had to get to signing day, and they had to actually sign, and they had to make it on campus. And 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 they got there. As it's hard to do, it's hard to finish, and and so that's what's left. Hey, Dad. In some, I mean, in some ways, we look at Mississippi State dealing with the the transfer portal, and you're reminded how hard it is to finish. Like, you can yeah. talk about Dylan Gabriel, and you can talk about DJ Uyunglele, and you can talk about Kyle McCord. They finished mm-hmm. with Blake Shapin, and I think they ended up with a pretty good quarterback there. But that's you not got to get in there and close. Close. It's also, Always be closing, ABC. It's also worth noting but that somebody, it's not over yet, you know? It's been a week. Right, right. People, somebody, it was pointed out to me like this. Like, it's not Amazon. You can't just click and buy. You can have the money. But everybody has money. So it really does come back down to recruiting. It has comes back down to what is your program and what are you selling these these players and who is your coaching staff and what are your facilities. It comes down to the things it's supposed to come down to in the first place because everybody's got cash. State could have offered Dylan Gabriel huge cash, but they didn't. But they couldn't offer him a chance to play for a national title next year, and that was more important, which it should be. Question on the ceasefire text line. And I'm not being flippant with how I answer this. <clears throat> Did Ole Miss drop San Frisco McGee? Well, who are you a fan of? Who, yeah, who are you a fan you of? Because if you're an Ole Miss fan, then the answer is Ole Miss was okay with San Frisco McGee decommitting and moving on. If you're a Mississippi State fan, 
You kind of thought early on he was going to be a, a state commit. He ends up committing to Ole Miss, and he flipped. It's one of those things where, depending on which side of the rivalry on you're on, that's probably what you're going to believe. And that's fine. That's fine. Whether the conversation between McGee and Ole Miss was, hey, we don't want you, or hey, I don't think this is where I want to be, whatever. He decided he was not going to be part of the Ole Miss class. Or they decided it. And now he's part of what appears to be a pretty good class of receivers that Mississippi State is putting together. And, hey, Dad, the the tweet from Stonka Birdside, the, the wording of it was a little interesting. Braylon Birdside on Twitter, uh, his tweet was, Unfortunately, after a long talk with my parents, I will no longer take any more interviews or phone calls until signing day. Please respect my decision. See you all January 3rd. Thank you. The expectation from everybody is that he is announcing on January 3rd that he's going to Mississippi State. And if you need more, check out his mom's tweet where she's like grinning from ear to ear and he's in a Mississippi State uniform. She's sitting in the chair and and all of those things. Part of a good weekend, and that's what we said, we're going to come back to the high school stuff a little bit later in the 4 o'clock hour and we'll talk about the weekend that Mississippi State had. But up next, winners and losers. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. It's going to be a catfish Christmas, Santa's on the lake. He's dreading his whip off fishing pole and a giant boat for his sleigh. With a red life jacket and a tackle box, he's bringing his eyes just filled to the top. It's going to be a catfish Christmas, reeling in the holiday. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi, 4 o'clock hour with you. Thanks for being with us. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad in the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Well, it was cold this morning. Like, if, if you parked your cars outside, you needed to go crank them a little while before you got in them to take kids to school or go to work or whatever. It was cold. But it warmed up nicely and was beautiful. It's kind of what it's doing this time of year, which means you can play golf during the daytime at Dancing Rabbit Golf. Book your tee time, plan your trip, or get a gift certificate for somebody for Christmas at DancingRabbitGolf.com or give them a call. C Spire text line is open, 601-879-4395. Connect and protect. The phone your kids want with easy-to-use parental controls for you. $30 a month with auto pay. Learn more at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. It is the Cspire text line, 601-879-4395. Still a little winners and losers. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm a loser, baby. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Winner never wins. And a winner never quit. What'd you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend? That is how we classify things. 
You can send us yours on the ceasefire text line. The winners and the losers. America's game was a winner. And if you jumped on the under early in the week, you were a winner. And if you waited until right before the game started, I hope you took the over because otherwise you were a loser. What a scene in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. The march on, the pageantry, the tough ticket, the game itself, the finish to the game. It was an absolute slobber knocker. I'm talking about a physical, physical football game that ultimately saw Army win the game, which was the most important part, and maintain control or gain control of the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Army led this game 10 to nothing at the half, and then the uh, the fourth quarter got a little wild. Did you? I mean, the the scrum trying to get into the end zone, the fourth down stop, the officials choosing to blow the whistle instead of letting the scrum just go until it stopped. Ultimately, Navy taking a, or excuse me, Army taking a safety which is what triggered that over for a lot of people. But it was the right play. It was the smart play at the end. Um, Ty Lavatai throwing for nearly 200 yards in the game. It was just great. It was just great. And I thought maybe the best uniform matchup they've had in this whole specialty uniform era that we have for Army-Navy. Did you guys like the uniforms? Loved them. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. There, there's some years where I've looked at him and be like, nah, eh, okay, whatever. Navy's all Navy was great. A little redundant there. Put some seasoning on, give it seasoning. Um, and then Army's, I mean, they were monochrome also, but in that kind of yucky Army green, oh, it was beautiful. I mean, every one of those young men on those two teams, played their hearts out. They are, you know, I'm not on the participation trophy bandwagon here, but they're all winners. Hey, Dad, give me a winner. Along those same lines, uh, a lot of uh, casinos were winners this weekend because the over finally hit in the Army-Navy game, depending on when you got it. But for the most Mm -hmm. part, the over hit on that safety. I, I remember I was watching the game. I knew the over-under was around 27 and a half, 28, depending. And as soon as, as soon as the ball was spotted there, I was like, oh, they may just take a safety to end this. And that's exactly what they did, which I, I imagine uh, there were groans around sports books across the country, but not at the in the cash offices of those casinos. So congrats to the casinos. Maybe now those prime rib buffets will be a little bit a little bit nicer. They made a lot of money this weekend. Borky winner. Dakota Prescott. So it's not over yet. He's got four okay. games left. Rain Dakota. Rain uh, Dakota Prescott. A handful of tricky ones. They're in Buffalo. They're in Miami. Got the Lions at home. So there's opportunities for this to no longer be the case if he plays poorly, but was really, really good again last night. Made a couple of throws, especially one in the second half where he got smoked and delivered a deep ball over the shoulder to a covered receiver. Uh, I mean, just on, on an absolute dime. 
He's the front runner for league MVP with four games left. If he continues this play, if they just keep playing well, that Prescott will be the most valuable player in the National Football League at the end of this year. Dominated the Eagles last night and very much solidified his status as the clear front runner with, again, just four weeks to go. Gotta not, say, though, loser, uh, loser is the NFL. All, I mean, you had one good game on the schedule. One. And it was a blowout. Come on. But Bill's Chiefs was awesome. And so was Bill's, uh, Bill's Chiefs was awesome. Ravens but, Rams ended up being a really good game in the yeah. rain. I got but another winner, guys. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't balance out the, the load of terrible games. Well, Who's this, your other winner there, Richard? Well, this is my other winner. Hey Gates, you are a savior. Careful now. Yeah. Don't let it go too far. Get that, get that button ready. Oh, the Saints. Ready. The Saints get a win against the lowly the first Carolina place Saints. Panthers. First place. Tied. First, first place. Bum playing quarterback for you guys. But, oh, my, at one point, didn't he have 20 completions for 37 yards at one point in the game yesterday? I thought it was 20 attempts. With their, either way. Okay, whatever. Hey, yeah, it was 20 yeah, attempts. Whatever. In the fourth quarter, he doubled hey, his man. passing yards on one completion. In the yeah. fourth quarter. I didn't know the Saints were running the air raid yesterday. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, Ooh. man, it's going to be so funny. Now that the Cowboys beat the Eagles last night, it's going to be Philly who has go, to, to go on the road to an NFC South team. And so the Eagles, right, that went to the Super Bowl a year ago, still really good despite getting smoked by Dallas last night, are going to have to go to Tampa or Atlanta or New Orleans in the wild card. And, man, for as bad as those three teams are, walking into the Superdome in a playoff game is a buzzsaw on the road. I mean, that, that, that's not an easy thing to do. I'm going to laugh so hard when it's going to be the Saints. Hmm. I mean, it probably is, right? We deserve that, too, from having to go to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, all those years back. And again, we got beast moded. We deserve uh, it. Hey, one more winner. College basketball, comma, Mississippi. Uh, uh, this weekend, you had Mississippi State win by 30. You had Ole Miss win by Two on the road. We need to talk some more about that, by the way. And you had Southern Miss get a win against Northwestern State, 83-74 on Saturday. So all three got wins. Uh, Mississippi State bounced back from a couple of losses. Southern Miss 5-4 and four on the year. Ole Miss stayed undefeated. They are one of seven college basketball teams in the country that is still undefeated. A little over a month into the season. They are not, however, in the AP Top 25 doesn't really matter, but uh, they are moving up the ladder in the others receiving votes category, uh, now 27. Look, figuring out a way to win that game yesterday, Ole Miss did everything in its power to not win in the last minute of yesterday's basketball game. And then they made three defensive plays wrapped around one bonehead play in about eight seconds to get a win on the road. Musa Cisse had a pair of blocks. A free throw situation did not work out at all the way UCF wanted it to work out. 
in a situation where they needed to make the first and miss the second. They missed the first and then made the second, giving the ball to Ole Miss. And all the Rebels have to do is inbound it, game over. And the inbound pass got thrown right into the arms of the guy that was in front of the inbounder. But he missed the shot. Got blocked. Again, third block. There was your third defensive play in that sequence. It was Alan Flanagan that time. The block goes into the arms of another UCF player who puts it up and in off the glass but did not get rid of it in time and almost escaped Orlando, Florida with a win. And so they are winners. Let's get to some losers and yours coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. It doesn't get any better than this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Christmas time is here. Give a laugh and give a cheer for everybody. All right, so we did a bunch of winners. What about on the other side of the coin? Losers is what we're looking for. Losers from the weekend. Sean McDermott. And he very clearly regrets what he did to the point where four years later it still makes him emotional. However, did you guys see the story? this weekend, about what Sean McDermott did at a training camp team meeting in 2019. Oh, where he... He was talking about... Pretend as if you're the attackers from 9-11. He was trying to to tell a story to his team to get them to realize how important it is to come together, and he used 9-11 as an example of that. No, he did not talk about the fire department. He didn't talk about the police department or people in one of the buildings that tried to help get other people out. And No, he talked about how the hijackers were able to come together and execute a plot the size of that one. Yeah. Just a, just yeah. a rough year for bad references. You know, between Michigan State trivia and now this, like there, there are just some things we don't ever want to reference in a positive way. And uh, and when you do it, you 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 get to deal with this for the next four years of your life. You got to be careful. And to his credit, it's a tough scene. Shortly thereafter, he realized, "Oh, I'm an idiot," and called another team meeting to address it. And apparently, Bills players after the second team meeting appreciated that, and the story came out, and he addressed it to the media. And I mean, he got emotional about how wrong he was and how stupid he felt for it. We've all been there. We've all said dumb things. But my goodness, do not give credit to the hijackers of a gigantic attack on our country. Just for future reference, don't do that as a motivational tactic. Uh, just, just don't just do not do that. I don't know. Big loser. That is, how could you ever get your mind to think that that is how I should motivate my team? 
Yeah, there's so many examples of working together and practice and preparation you could use that that that's not that's not the one. That that's not the one. Uh Equal parts Kadarius Tony and Patrick Mahomes losers. It's not hard to line up onside, on the like to to not be offside when you line up. You can see the ball. You can see it. Yeah. Just look up. No, I'm I'm in front of that. I mean, it's one thing when you hear a coach say, "You should never jump if you're a receiver. Just look at the ball." And yet, there's a lot going on, and maybe you got a really tough matchup across from you, and you're trying to get a jump because you want to be able to get off the ball or something can't, distracts you. Okay, like I'll listen to those excuses. Probably not great excuses, but I'll listen to those. Lining up a half yard beyond the line of scrimmage, there's not really an excuse that you can make that justifies that. Not one. Yeah. None. And then Patrick Mahomes, like, going on a full-blown hissy fit, complaining to the opposing team's quarterback during a post-game handshake. <laughs> that the ref, What does he care if the refs messed it up? It worked out for him. What is Josh Allen supposed to do in that moment, Pat? Yeah, suck, man. Sorry for you. We were robbed, though, right? That would have been the greatest trick play in the history of football. But what even called? I mean, it's right up there. I don't, it's right up there with, 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 with the band is on the field, just, just minus the band. I mean, it, it is absolutely one of the greatest plays in the history of the sport. And we were robbed of it because the guy can't put his foot behind the ball. I, um, I saw a really good reference. This is not a Yankees thing, please. You remember the play, though, where Derek Jeter comes out of nowhere? And he yes. It, he grabs the ball right in front of Sid, Somebody said Travis Kelsey was Derek Jeter in that moment. It was not called. Yeah. That was not what he was supposed to do. And yet he did it, and it worked perfectly because of situational awareness and field awareness and ability to make plays. I mean, perfect. Perfect. It was that. Except for the fact that it never happened. It, it never actually never happened. happened. So, uh, any other losers? Any other losers? Been a great year. Been a great year for false starts, making you know good things and bad things happen. Mississippi State got its one SEC win thanks to a false start. So you know, sometimes they work out in your favor. Mm, yeah. Jaden Daniels. We need to mention him. I would imagine did win the Heisman Trophy. And the close, yes. one of the closest votes ever. Yes. You a Heisman voter? No, I'm not. No. Okay. Um. I just don't want Amanda from Pike County to come after us, so we'll mention Jaden. Yeah, Amanda said she was bored earlier listening to all the Ole Miss and Mississippi State talk. I said, "You want a Heisman Trophy this weekend? Go sit in the corner and suck your thumb." Shot it. <laughs> That is enough. But, but, so they won a Heisman Trophy. That's great. That's awesome. LSU Athletics is on a heater right now. I mean, they won the West last Ooh, year. We don't walk away from a heater. And the women's basketball team with Kim Mulkey, the ever likable Kim Mulkey, won a championship and baseball <laughs> won one too. But they, they, 
they put out a graphic today. They are the first ever school to have the Heisman Trophy winner and the Golden Spikes winner in the same calendar year. Wow. But that Heisman Trophy yeah, winner. Yeah, but not the same academic year. It didn't happen in the same year. Not same. Not, no, I agree. Same. Same. That's why I said calendar. I the word calendar came out do. of my mouth. I'm not I giving them. I'm not giving them credit for it though. But but here's the thing, they had a quarterback win the Heisman. Calendar Schmalender. After arguably, they had a quarterback win the Heisman. The best statistical season in the history of the position that he plays. You can argue it if you look at them and compare them. He mm-hmm. he arguably had the best season. In the history of the quarterback position, and the only thing and you're they arguing lost is three the guy that played games. the spot at four years ago at the same school. But they lost three games with that. They lost three games at LSU, and I know, I know, it's because their defense is bad. Twitter, thank you. That's what I was talking about. LSU had a defense that was so bad, the best statistical season in the history of the quarterback position. Lost three games. Could, it, could if they had just been good this year, just been good, good enough to be first team All SEC, three thousand yards, twenty five touchdowns. That's good enough to be first team All SEC. They'd have been six and six. Mm-hmm. Don't you think I would have told you by now if I had a Heisman vote? Well, some people are oh. weird about theirs. Yeah. They like. I thought maybe you had mentioned it before, and I just you know, yeah. went out in one ear out the other. I have not. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I know you don't really listen to what I say anyway, so I mean, it would stand a reason that you would have missed mm-hmm. that if I had said it. What, what was that? Yeah. Let's get to uh, some of your winners and losers on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Uh, loser, Pat Mahomes. Winner, Dak. Winner, MSU basketball bouncing back this weekend. Okay? Loser, Bryce Young. I was at the game yesterday. He is awful. The Panthers are really bad, but the, <laughs> the volume bad. of wide-open receivers that he misses is shocking, honestly. You feel like he might be seeing ghosts at this point? He's been hit so much this year. He might be. Yeah. Got to be. Uh, winner Nick Mullins. What did Nick Mullins do yesterday? I missed that. Led, led, uh, led the Vikes to a win. Hey. What happened to Dobbs? He got hurt. Oh. Three, three to nothing. Was the final score of the game? But. Hey man, look, we win. Uh, Eagles will still win the division. They have a cupcake schedule compared to the Niners in Dallas. I should say they could, not will. Okay. Uh, it's not often that we say this, but loser is definitely Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs' reaction to a clear offside penalty that was called before the touchdown even took place. Kadarius Tony loser. Kelso winner. The JMU Dukes ranked ahead of Duke basketball. Well played, Kelso. Uh, Paul in Cleveland, winner. Delta State men won both of their weekend games. They beat Auburn University of Montgomery and the University of Montevallo this weekend. Pair of wins for the Statesman. Go Okra. Uh, DK Metcalf, loser. Ejected. And uh, he wrote one of the little heater things on the uh, place they sit. And bad plan when it's cold outside. Uh Let's see here. Loser. Another Patrick Mahomes is a loser. Somebody tells us that Ole Miss is in the top 25 of the coaches' top 25. Another Patrick Mahomes whining loser. Hmm. Kansas City crybabies. <laughs> loser. Any Anyone that paid to watch an NFL game that ended in a 3 nothing score, I'd ask for my money back. 
What if it was 3-2? Maybe a bigger loser. Uh, winner, Ole Miss basketball and Coach Beard. ESPN gave us a 22% chance of winning that game, which was absurd. Mahomes, biggest crybaby, always calling for flags. I'm uh, sensing a, a theme here. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. Christmas cookie. Got your Christmas cookie. You got the best taste of Christmas cookie that I ever seen. I love the way to cover with sugar and spice. Eating in the oven, they smell so nice. Come on, say some Christmas cookies for me. Fig it, put it. You got a fig it, put it. You fig it, put that's making me fresh for real. We're still off Mississippi. Thanks for being with us this afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studio alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. Sports Talk is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Find them online at visitoxfordms.com. Be sure to keep up with everything that's going on during the holiday season, and there is a lot um, and as Holly Jolly Holidays rolls on. And the, the centerpiece of all of it is the ice skating rink. Still got a, almost a month left on the ice skating rink. going to be open all the way through January 7th. So you're still a week and a half or so from your kids being out of school, but when they are, you're going to be looking for stuff to do before and after Christmas. A little ice skating, great way to do it, great way to do it. Holly Jolly Holidays, that's what's going on. Started back on November 18th, going through January 7th. Follow along on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Holly Jolly Holidays, OXMS. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky, and you. Good to have you uh, along for the ride. We promised that we would go back to high school recruiting as it pertains to Mississippi State in the weekend that they had. Hey, did I admittedly do not know who all of the characters are in the tweet where Jeff Levy is standing in the middle and you got six dudes standing around him? Who are, who are all of those people? Four of them are committed to Mississippi State right now. That's uh, the quarterback, Michael Van Buren, J.J. Okay. Harrell, who's been committed since the summer. Uh, wide receiver Mario Craver, whose commitment was made official today. Right. Uh, wide receiver from Clay Chalkville High School over there in uh, in Alabama. And then San Francisco McGee is also uh, in, in that picture as well, the receiver from Macomb, who, uh, by the way, that throws me off every time that his last name is McGee, but he's from Macomb. Yeah. Every time I'm just like, something's not right. Okay. He's in there. And then the other two guys that are un- currently uncommitted are Starkville wide receiver Stonka Burnside and Meridian running back Daniel Hill. Is J.J. Harrell not in that picture? I said he, yeah, I said J.J. Harrell. Did you say his name? I said his name, yeah. Committed all the way back in the summer. That's what I said. I must not have been listening. It must have just gone yeah, no, one listening. Yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, do you yeah. have a Heisman vote? Yeah. Hey, Dad? I do have a, I do not, no. Yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah. All right, so what happened this weekend? Uh, there were a bunch of guys in, and it yeah. seems as if, there was a, a pretty significant amount of good news. Yeah, like I said, I mentioned three commitments. Uh, the quarterback, Van Buren, who, what an interesting uh, prospect, was committed to Oregon. Uh, basically, when Levy got the job at Mississippi State, a couple days later, he decommits from Oregon. He sets up a visit. He commits on his visit. 
The only thing I can I can gather from that is that he really didn't want to go to Oklahoma for some reason because I don't know why he wasn't committed to Oklahoma if he had this kind of, of relationship with, with Jeff Levy. But he is committed to Mississippi State. He's allergic um, to queso. From well, I don't know if I want him then. If that, he doesn't, he doesn't want the free point. queso. Lactose intolerant. What's he going to do at Mississippi State? We got the best cheese there is. Um, and then the two receivers, McGee and Craver, uh, both committed. Those are that's good news for Mississippi State. Once when McGee decommitted from Ole Miss uh, a couple weeks ago, the, the the writing was kind of on the wall that he would get to Mississippi State. Craver has been leaning towards Mississippi State, even going back to when Arnett was still in charge. Uh, and that's just a great job by, by receivers coach Chad Bumpus, who's having a really good recruiting year. And it looks like he's locked up Stonka Burnside, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, he has shut down all of his uh, uh, all of his interviews and, and things of that nature. Uh, he he did tell Paul Jones of One Three Sports. One Three is this new uh, sports website Mississippi State has, and he he's told him that he is shutting down visits as well. He was scheduled, I believe, to go to Ole Miss this weekend, but according to Stonka Burnside, he will not be making that trip. Uh, to Oxford, so I would be surprised at this point if he if he flipped or or I guess he's not he's uncommitted, but if he ended up as an Ole Miss Rebel, I think he'll end up as a Bulldog. And then with Hill, why did he State put unfortunately not the, at the beginning of that tweet? I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> he's just trying to convey the gravity of it. Um, with Hill, that's a player that State has been trying to get a foot in the door the whole season and had no success whatsoever. Jeff Levy comes in and gets him on campus for the first. I mean, he didn't camp at Mississippi State this this uh, this summer. I mean, never mind an official or an unofficial visit. He wouldn't even come to camp uh, in Starkville. They get him up there. Uh, they say he says State's in his top three. I think Alabama is in his top three, but I don't think he's a take at Alabama as we sit here today. Now that could change between now yeah. and signing day, but it feels like State's in his. I mean, they're in as good. A, I believe South Carolina is the other one. And the other thing with Alabama is I think they want him to play linebacker. He wants to play running back. Uh, so, so that's where State's recruiting him. So, I, again, I don't know for sure on Daniel Hill that he could end up not being in this class. But State is in a better position with him today than they have been the rest of this recruitment. Did the Woody Marks news surprise you on Friday? Uh, surprise me that he's going to the portal. I, I thought if, if you're going to leave... We talk about running backs all the time, and you know they only have only so much tread on the tire. And he's the guy who's taken his share of hits at Mississippi State. I saw a thing today. I think it was from Dane Brugler. He said he's got a, a fourth or fifth round grade. Go, go pro. Go ahead and get out and start trying to make some real money. I can't imagine you're going to get a great NIL deal anywhere next year. I don't understand why he's staying in college football at this point. Would Oregon have an interest in him the way they did Dylan Johnson? Washington. Well, it's Washington, first and foremost. It's first Washington. Foremost, but yeah. Eh, Pacific, yeah, it is Washington. I mean, kind of the same. Well, I mean, we're just going to recreate the whole MSU backfield because if Will Rogers ends up there, I mean, I, no, I, I, I don't think that he's going to be on their list uh, for right now. I, I just, like I said, I just don't get it why you wouldn't just go ahead and, and declare for the draft. And, you know, spend the next few months trying to get healthy. Go to the, you know, if you get a combine invite, great. If not, Go to your pro day and, and do the best you can there. Pete Golding's kind of a one-trick pony on Twitter, isn't he? That's all he does. He's, he's gone from elephant emojis to shark emojis, and one tweet out of his last 30 or so also has a smiley face. Huh. That's that's his thing, huh? He's evolving. Yeah. 
39,000 people follow him for that. You get the indicator. Yeah. Um, what does this coming weekend look like for Mississippi State? Hey, Dan. This is transfer weekend. There'll be a few high school kids there, and there is some talk that some. Yeah, this is also Mississippi Alabama game this weekend. That some of State's commitments, they'll be working on Daniel Hill and Stonka Burnside down there, but they may also try to get JJ Harrell may maybe one of those that tries to come back for a weekend here unofficially. Uh, but this is going to be about the transfers. Blake Shapin will be here. Um, a couple of receivers are already uh, expected to be here. I would expect a few more. Pete Thamel in his article, said a flurry of highly rated receivers this weekend. Now, I don't know how many is in a flurry. Uh, you know, is that like a, is that like a, you know, murder of crows and a, you know, a herd of buffalo, a flurry of receivers? I don't know. I don't know how many that is, but state, the state has them in, in a couple of defensive linemen, a couple of defensive backs. That, that list needs to grow though. I mean, we're talking about a Mississippi state team that needs 25, 30 players out of the portal, not, not just, potential starters, but depth pieces as well. They need a lot of guys. So I expect that list to continue to grow through the week. They try to get people on campus. When you talk about that many players, is it just like, do you get to a point where you're just like, you're throwing about out a bunch of offers and you don't really care? Like, like I know you weren't great, but we need bodies. Or uh, we'll figure out the culture thing later. We, we just got to have people. How, how do you do that when you got to go 30 deep? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's worked out for Ole Miss. They've been going pretty deep on the on the transfers, and and it's worked out for them. Like so twelve to fifteen, seventeen, not twice that number. Well, they had thirty leave last year, so I don't know. Whew. Got to do feels it. Feels like a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're no choice, right? And nobody's got the patience. It, it doesn't feel like a lot. It doesn't feel like a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And nobody's got the patience for a four-year build. I mean, Hayden and I talked about it Friday. It's as much as this would be one of those. It's a two-year build in the portal era. Yeah, has to be. And it's just about being better, though. It's, yeah. This year, if you get to six and six, great. But it's like Mullen's first year. Just show me the offense, man. If you're out there losing games, forty-five, forty-two, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of complaint. You'll figure that out, and then next year. You'd like to be able to try to get to to seven, maybe eight, if you can get there. Hopefully, you've shown enough offensively that a, a top tier quarterback looks at you and goes, "Okay, yeah, I can I can go there and put up numbers, and we can win." And you go from there. That's what you're sort of hopeful. You kind of hope, basically, if you're you know, I'm sure Ole Miss fans will love to hear this, but first year looks like Kiffin's first year. They were five and five. They would have probably been seven and five, eight and five, eight and four if they had played a normal schedule. But the main thing was they just looked more competent offensively that season. And then in twenty twenty one, I'm not saying I'm not saying State's going to win ten games next year, but I am saying you want to be better next year and be competing for for a a higher bowl game. We had somebody mention as a late addition to winners and losers, Knox Kiffin. And his response to the, <laughs> but if you look at that reaction from Haydad, people got really mad about. I that. thought about if, that, but I didn't want to call a fourteen-year-old kid a loser. Yeah, so. if a fourteen-year-old gave you an emotional reaction because of something that he said on Instagram, you might need to check yourself. The person that sent it to us thought he was a winner for it. Haydad, hey, uh, imagine that. What we're gonna do right here is go back. And now back. 
back to back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, when a coach gives a soundbite in an introductory press conference, are we supposed to completely ignore it, or are we supposed to react to it? Depends on who the coach is and who you root for and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Five hours ago, John Sumrall at his introductory press conference as the head coach for the Tulane Green Wave, quote, We are going to make the college football playoff, and we are going to win it. We are going to sell out this stadium every time we play in it. Well, good luck with that. It is two very definitive statements. One is more likely than the other. Maybe he just used the speech that he had typed up for when he gets the SEC job and just... Ran with it. By the way, the more likely of the two is making and winning the college football playoff. <laughs> That's telling you something there. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not like being no. dismissive. I'm not being flippant. I mean, if you think you're going to triple the size of the crowd for the game against Alabama A and M that kicks at six o'clock on September fifteenth. When it is 92 degrees outside, you are staring straight into a ball of fire in the sky called the sun, and the humidity is about 88%? And you think 30,000 Tulane fans are showing up for that? There's, There's been a lot of talk about people confused why he would take a lateral move. Oh, it's not a lateral move. I know. I, gosh, man. Tulane's a good job. I mean, very clearly. I mean, and, and Tulane has committed enough to giving its program the resources to win. But if you want to pretend for a second that Tulane has the resources that some of the other schools within 250 miles of it have, well, that's a different issue. Yeah. I mean, Willie Fritz talked to me about the way they're successful. Is, you know, we get guys that come back home. You know, when you look at our transfers, you got a lot of kids that are coming back to Louisiana. They went somewhere else initially, they're coming back. And they put a huge emphasis on getting guys and developing them and keeping them. Tulane does not have a robust NIL program. No. Now, but- to... Getting into the playoff, I mean, that means they've got to be the highest-ranked group of five team. They've shown the ability to do very that. Po- that's very possible. That, yeah, that's that, doable. That can happen. Getting into the playoff is one thing. Yeah. Winning it, come on, man. More more money, and I even saw one person, God bless him, I, I think he it was like a Troy blogger or whatever, but what was talking about why Troy's a better job and – Talked about how Troy is safer than New Orleans, which is true. But if you're a millionaire, you'll be just fine in Uptown. It's okay. 
but said that the culture in Troy is better than the culture in New Orleans. And I thought, buddy, you could not possibly be wronger about anything that you have ever said in your life. That is the wrongest you could possibly be. Talking about the culture of the town of New Orleans versus Troy, Alabama. Couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. I mean, that city has its problems, a plethora of them. Culture is certainly not one of them. No. No. Did you guys see the uh, the story that just popped up from The Athletic in the last 15 minutes? On the, and we haven't talked at all about Shohei Otani. And, if um, this is allowed to happen, I will, I'll be done with MLB. I'll just move on with my life. T- ten years, $700 million, but reportedly, from The Athletic, 68 of the $70 million in each year of the deal is deferred compensation. Yeah, you can't, meaning you can't. that he's going to make in salary two million dollars a year for the length of the contract, and then when the current contract comes to an end, he will then make sixty-eight million a year for the next ten years. And by the way, he's doing that without interest. That that that, that can't be allowed. Yeah, it feels like something Major League Baseball probably needs to address. They won't, but... Probably not. Oh, well. How How is Otani going to get by on just $2 million a year for the next 10 years, though? <laughs> Did you read the story about how the uh, there's a press pool from Japan, mm-hmm. people that work for Japanese outlets... Like, he's got his own little media economy that follows him everywhere, and him sticking with the Dodgers is stopping dozens of families from having to move. Yeah, it was, and it was a really big deal for them. Like, they were desperately hoping that he stayed in the greater Los Angeles area. I mean, this was the phenomenon, though, that started with Ichiro Suzuki. Yeah. Otani's just a bigger star than Suzuki ever was. Which is crazy, because Suzuki same was type great. Deal. Yeah, yeah, same type deal. Five o'clock hour, college football fix coming up next. Communication system is a go. go. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. You better not cry, you better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town He's making a list, checking it twice Gonna find out who's naughty on the Five o'clock hour, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for joining us on this Monday afternoon, the 11th of December. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of nonstop entertainment. Find them online at pearlriverresort.com. You can click on the events tab and see about the entertainment options that are on the horizon. January 13th at the Silver Star Convention Center, you've got Calvin Richardson 
And uh, Calvin Richardson's show and review featuring Justin and Billy D. So that is on the horizon in early January. And some really cool concerts that are coming up this spring as well. That's in addition to gaming and great dining and golf and all the other things at Pearl River Resort. Check them out online, pearlriverresort.com. Also, you can download the Pearl River Resort Sportsbook app if you would like to do that. Uh, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, love for you to be a part of the conversation on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Whether you're looking for the best in wireless, the best in home Internet services, or the best in business IT, C Spire's got you covered. Learn more online at cspire.com. Let's do a little college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Don't forget the holiday sales event is going on right now. Let's pull out our red Sharpie markers and take the tests that have been handed in and give them some grades. We're talking about coaching hires. Major school coaching hires. And there's actually one you can add to the list that Borky didn't even include include here. Uh, he was saying big jobs. I mean, we could add Tulane to that if we were so inclined with their hire of John Sumrall. What? Oh, I'm just... You're referencing back an old page of notes. <laughs> Goodness gracious, that's from Thursday. <laughs> I had multiple tabs open. Which is and I fine, the, we didn't do it. So. I had I had the Microsoft Word tab at the bottom, and I just clicked it, and that's the that's the notes that it pulled up. Yeah, I guess we could do that. We certainly could. I mean, it's it's apt. Well, let's do it. Yeah. Right, Some role had not been hired at Tulane when Borky came up with this idea on Thursday. Which, by the way, A-plus for, for Tulane. It's an A-plus hire. Dude, it dude's is. a star. It's good. It's good. Um. By the way, quick question on the ceasefire text line: Who argued with Haydad about Braylon Burnside shutting down his recruitment? Neither one of us. That was our. That was Richard Cross. Wait, you did? That's what you you were being serious when you it was on Thursday. What did I argue? I think he was I just said that I, I feel you. like I don't think I. Well, I mean, he may have been just picking, but the, it came across as we were arguing about. Braylon Burnside. Oh. I thought I said it was pretty clear that Stonka Burnside was going to end up at Mississippi State at this point. But you said today. No, no, no. Thursday. I'm pretty sure last week I said that also. No, Thursday you were definitely like playfully doubting like, what Haydad sh- was saying. Yeah, you were but- like, you sure about that? You sure about that? And I was just like, yeah, I'm sure about that. I swore you were just, you know. Being, oh, I didn't, I didn't uh, take it as. I didn't think as we were having another source off. I, I just thought, I, but he, this person did, obviously. Oh no! I just, I was just taking your cage and I was going, just rattling it. Yeah, that's it. I, 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 that, no, hold on, hold on, hold on one second, one second. How did that go again? <laughs> rattling, clip it. Just, just rattling your cage. Might be able to clip use it. That five, eleven, in five seconds. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good enough. There we go. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody argued with that. I mean, it was. It was pretty clear that the momentum was headed in that direction. I mean, I can't, I can't fault the kid for making a bad choice. It's his choice to make. 
Do whatever he wants to do. Do whatever he wants to do. Ah, so much hubris. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fair amount. Um, yeah. All right, let's rank the hires. Let's start yeah, let's locally. Mississippi State. Uh, not rank them. Let's grade them. Let's grade them. Red Sharpie marker. Knowing what you know today, you do not know three years from now. Obviously, the grade could be different three years from it is uh, right now. Ah, well, that's how you get grade them. Jeff Levy, Mississippi State, letter grade in red ink. B. Okay. I mean, I I I said that he checked a lot of boxes, but he didn't check them all. You know, I, I thought they needed to go young. I thought they needed to go offense. So far, so good. But I thought they needed to try to get a, a, a sitting head coach, and they weren't able to do that. That doesn't mean to say that Levy won't be a good head coach, but if we're just grading it today, I, I, if they had gotten Jamie Chadwell, I'd be sitting there telling you A+. Plus. But with with uh, with Levy, I'll say a B. A B is still good, just so everybody knows. Yeah. You get a B on all your, your, your papers in high school and college, you did okay. Yeah, I mean, like, you shouldn't get any pushback from people for giving a B grade. C's get degrees, man. So do D's sometimes. If you mix in a few C's with the D's. David in, David in West Point wants me to say Richard's name in the fried chicken voice. Should I do it, Borky? Absolutely. Richard Cross. Okay. <laughs> um, Borky? Yeah, B, uh, B, B minus. Uh, I mean, the, the, the yeah. positives are, are what we've discussed. Uh, you know, exciting offense that you know works on its own, uh, outside from under the umbrella of offensive-minded head coaches. Did it on his own at Oklahoma, and it worked. You know quarterback recruiting. I mean, we said it when he got hired, and, what, two weeks later, he's getting a blue-chip quarterback committed. Uh, so quarterback recruiting was going to go well, uh, and, and the fan base was clearly very excited about it. I mean, that they, they bought in. Uh, right away, the downside is no head coaching experience and hired a defensive coordinator that has not coordinated a defense uh, on his own either. So a lot of experience, been around, been in the SEC, been at Oklahoma, which is close enough, uh, but just has not done it uh, yet before. So, yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. I do feel like, hey, Ed, you're soft-selling just a little bit your your qualification of needing to be a sitting head coach. Like, you were adamant about that out of the gate. I- I did, but I mean, if if they get, I, I know two out of three is a sixty-six. I I, I know, but Which they got the best coordinator. It, it is. Well, it depends on what school you go to. I mean, some of those schools do the sixty percent thing, uh, but they they got it the best. The guy I would tell you is probably the best offensive coordinator that was available. A young coach. He's got recruiting connections here in the state of Mississippi. I, I think they did okay. Mike Elko, Texas A&M, ah. letter grade. Ah, I don't know. Don't uh, don't read that one. Mike Elko. Um, probably a B as well. You know, I, I again sort of with A and M when we when we were talking about them throughout the season, I thought they really needed to shoot a big shot here, Urban Meyer, something like that. Because I mean, what are we doing? But at the same time, maybe the idea of having a down to earth kind of hire. Maybe that'll that's what they needed, but Elko's had two good years at Duke. There's no there's no getting around that. But I just felt like A and M could have could have gone for a for a bigger name, more proven. In terms of the coach they hired, I almost lean toward an A. 
for Mike Elko. I think a high B is fine. But the process was was clunky. The 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 whole the whole stoops thing just got really really weird. And maybe somebody opened their mouth that wasn't supposed to open their mouth. Go figure that happening when it comes to A and M. Like we've ever seen that before. Um, I, I kind of feel like Mike Elko is going to do a good job there. Is it going to be good enough to satisfy the folks at Texas A and M, Aggieland, the Milkmen and their brethren? I I don't know. Is Mike Elko the guy that is going to finally lead Texas A&M football to the promised land? We'll see. I mean, nine games and seven games in, in two years at Duke is <laughs> that's really good. It is. I, part of me wonders if they needed a non-alum to come in and, and tell them to stop all the, the weird stuff and, and get serious about things that are important, that are conducive to winning and not things that you did because one time at yell practice in 1932, one of your yell leaders had a suit that was a little too big, so he kept moving his legs. I mean, maybe they needed somebody to come in and kind of blow it all up and say, you want to get serious about winning? Let's get serious, and then we'll start winning. I don't think like I mean, I think all the tradition and the silliness and the craziness, I don't think any of that matters. I think the problem was Jimbo was running an archaic offense. And would listen to no one. And was hard-headed and stubborn. But the is he the only he person on that, that hasn't roster, won there? No. There are others that have lost for other reasons. But nobody has accumulated the talent that he accumulated while the head coach. Kevin Sumlin did a good job. He didn't do that good of a job, though. Sports Talk Mississippi. Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi. From Coney Island to the Sunset Strip, somebody's gonna make a happy trip tonight. While the moon is bright. Let's go read this one more time. This is insane on the Shoei Otani contract. His contract is 2024 through 2023, 10 years. I uh, said through 2033 at $2 million a year. His deferred payments are 2034 through 2043 at $68 million a year. I don't get it. And I know you don't get it, hated it, hate that as a Dodger hater. I'm just, just not gonna worry about it. Just, yeah, MLB is MLB. So the Giants luck up and make the playoffs. I'll watch. They they will be paying a guy, presumably to not be on their team anymore, for ten years mm-hmm. at sixty eight million dollars per year. Yeah. Then it's not salary, right? It's not. It's some other expense. It's yeah. not. It's not part of the actual salary cap of the roster. Why so, do you think Otani would have agreed to that? Is it because he's so badly he's making, wants to win a championship? Well, I mean that might help, but because now they can spend a ton of money elsewhere. But he just makes enough money from everything else. I mean, he's probably making like LeBron kind of money over in Japan on yeah. endorsements and stuff. 
the Athletic article did reference that that he did that so they can go get players to win. He wants to win. I mean, he he's been unbelievable on the worst teams, and now he's sacrificing air quotes uh, to win. And then when he's done, he gets sixty eight million a year for a decade. Somebody said it's a Bobby Bonilla deal. Uh, this is different than a Bobby Bonilla deal, though, because the rationale behind the Bobby Bonilla piece of it was that the Mets organization could make more money investing that money and paying it out over the course of 30 years than they could paying it up front. And that's why they did that. But with Otani, he's going to be paid $680 million over the 10 years after this contract expires. And he didn't negotiate any sort of interest into it. None. You better hope we don't turn into Venezuela. (laughs) Yeah. Better hope the uh, organized crime doesn't buy the Dodgers. Because in 10 years, they'll find him in the the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Mm. Is he worth it? I I mean, I thought he was worth the $70 million a year. I mean, especially if you get the pitching side of him back next year. It won't be this season, but next season. I mean, ask yourself, is a elite power hitter and an elite number one starter, are they both worth $35 million a year apiece? I mean, I, I think they are. So, yeah, I get if you, it. If you are looking at his salary as $70 million, which on paper it's not, but technically it is, then that is $27 million higher than the previous highest played Paid player in baseball history. He's really good. So it, raise your kids to be like Shohei Otani. I mean, they're they're paying him like he is an elite pitcher and an elite hitter, which he is. But but buddy, he's recovering from his second arm injury. Mm-hmm. What happens if he can't pitch anymore? He's a seventy million dollar DH this coming season. Yeah. No, look, he may go out and break the all time home run hit record. And from a business perspective, they're getting, they're going to get some pretty great ROI, I imagine. You would think. I mean, you just certainly would think so. The the merch sales and I mean the like even things like concessions because they're going to sell more tickets than they ever have the, and stuff. The media rights to, to the Japanese media will pay to to have highlights and stuff and have be able to stream the games and such. Yeah. Um. Real quickly, let's finish out these coaching hire grades. Indiana, Kurt Signetic. A plus. I feel like that's an A. Yeah, that that, that that's about. They, they couldn't have done better. They couldn't have done better. Yeah, for Indiana, I think that was a really really good hire. Willie Fritz to Houston. Smart hire. Eh. B, B minus. You you just like can't Fritz, get fired but, up about Willie Fritz. I just can't. Yeah, I think he's a good coach. I don't know that he's a great coach. He just elevated Tulane football to a place that it has not been since the what, forties. Yeah. And, he, and he's doing it. With, I want to see what he does when Michael Pratt's not there. Yeah. For what it's worth, Signetti, by the way. I mean, he'll work for Indiana standards. I mean, they'll never like consistently beat Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, et cetera, in that conference. But he led James Madison, so three years in the FCS and into their transition to the FBS. He went 52 and 9 and 31 and 4 in five years at James Madison. Yeah. 
It's unbelievable. Jonathan Smith at Michigan State. That's a that's B plus A minus. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe just be an A. I don't know how much better they could have possibly a. hoped for. Yeah, they, they've had better. a mess. He is stable. He has won at a place that is very difficult to win. Now he's going to a place that is more difficult to win at the top of the league. We didn't still uh, got Ohio State. We didn't talk State, about it. Michigan in the league. I just saw a tweet from John Wilner though that the Oregon State and Washington State blocked a sixty million dollar payment to the Pac-12. Good. Like, ah, as they good. have the right to now do. But th- things have changed, right? Because the, the Michigan State job is better today than it was two years ago. Why is that? Because all they have to do is finish number three in their conference. It's all they got to do now. You don't have to beat Ohio State and Michigan every year. You can lose to them both and beat Purdue and Illinois and Rutgers. And if you just if you win 10 of your 12 in the Big Ten or the SEC, you're making the playoff. That's all you have to do. And so Michigan State felt like such a, 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 a ceiling job, right? Where, I mean, you're in the same conference with Ohio State and Michigan. You're never going to be Ohio State and Michigan. And you're not going to make the playoff. I know they did, but they got smoked. You're not going to make the playoff every year because they're there. Now you don't have to be them anymore. Ole Miss doesn't have to. That's why we're going to talk about playoff all offseason. You don't have to beat Georgia when they come to Oxford next year. You don't have to. That game can be, depending on if you take care of business, completely inconsequential if you lose it. This year, Ole Miss lost to Georgia and season over when it comes to the playoff. Right. So those jobs are more attractive today than they were last year. Many Diaz to Duke. That's not very. I mean, I see what they're doing, and then they're, they're, they just basically tried to hire another another uh, Mike Elko. So B minus. It's just not very exciting. His record was better at Miami, I think, than people will give him credit for. I mean, he was, uh, we're seeing now that Miami is is, is tough to win there now. He was twenty one and fifteen. Yeah. Six and seven, eight and three, seven and five. If he does that at Duke over the course of three years, he will get oh, be fine. extensions. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be just just fine. Uh and then John Summerall too lane, we talked about a second ago. I think everybody's on board with that being an A hire. Yeah, it's a good hire for them. Ooh, ooh, ceasefire text line. Who should have moved on from their coach but didn't? Arkansas. Well, that's a good question. Arkansas is a good Florida. I mean, if we're just talking in a vacuum and not worried about how much buyouts are, Florida. South Carolina. Anybody else? Uh, Iowa? Trying to think. Ohio State. Can't beat Michigan. Oh, come on. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Did right. Iowa? No, I mean, Iowa went, they went to the Big Ten championship, championship game. I, mean, game. I know. I, yeah. I know. You, you know, yeah. Florida keeping Napier, I, I know this is going to sound weird. It's kind of, kind of going to work out in their favor. I know that means they're going to have to suffer through a bad football season, which is what what's coming. It is. But you don't have to wear the stigma of you didn't even give him a chance. After two years in a good recruiting class coming, you're going to fire him. That, that could sour their job. Instead, 
They hang on to him. He is going to have a pretty decent recruiting class, it looks like. And they've got the single most difficult schedule in college football upcoming. And there's not a close second. Their non-conference games include Florida State, Miami, and UCF next year. Yeah. I don't know what the other one is. It doesn't matter. I think it's an FCS team. But even if it's not... I mean the the single most dip, so you 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 don't have to deal with that where why'd you fire a guy after two years that's not enough time what what do you get what are you doing I don't want your job expectations are too high you can recruit well and have your disaster and make your move and there's there's not like a stigma that comes with your move there's not a negative there's yeah, not but, a retort yeah but still. But it's not expectations aren't too high to have two. I have a winning season at Florida. If that's expectations are too high at Florida, we got problems. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi got about half an hour left with you. Plenty more to get to. Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy on Saturday night. Let's look at the way the country voted and talk about whether or not this was the uh, the right decision. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We're back right after this. Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi. If you are in the market for a new vehicle, Dump Ford Oxford Toyota is the place for you. They're located on Highway 6 West in Oxford, just beyond Jackson Avenue, just west of town. Easy to get to, easy to get in and out of, great service, great people there. They're going to take care of you. I rode through their lot last night. I was just kind of curious. Anything, anything new on the lot? And they probably got a dozen new F-150s that are on the lot. Best-selling truck in America for 43 straight years. they got colors to choose from. They've got trim models to choose from. There's a, uh, there's a King Ranch on the lot. There are several STXs, a couple of XLTs. There's a Silver Lariat that I just saw. There's even a Ford Lightning out there right now. Uh, cruised up to the Toyota side of the lot, got a couple of beautiful Toyota Tundras. There's a navy blue Toyota Tundra that is just gorgeous up there. Really good selection of forerunners on the lot right now and more. Not that I didn't even mention the used car selection. So let them help you. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, whether it's for yourself or maybe uh, you've got a child that is... Getting a, uh, a new vehicle for Christmas? Check in with the folks at uh, Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota. Highway 6 West in Oxford. Tell them you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. They'll take great care of you. I will guarantee that myself. Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West in Oxford. 
Hey, what's the story on the Nick Saban Ferrari picture slash video? Is he just a car guy? Cruton. You think he's renting those? <laughs> the stack of styrofoam cups in the cup holder I could certainly get behind. Big did you, fan. Do you see what was in the door as well? I did. I did. He appears to be a Levi Garrett guy. Just or is that red? Yeah, yeah, that's Levi Garrett. That, that's Red Man. No, Red Man's the white package. Levi Garrett's the gold. I think that's I think that's a that's a kind of oh, red is it, man. Is it the Red Man Golden Blend? I, I wouldn't yeah. know. I've never had a dip of any kind. I've never, never had a chaw. Never had you're right, one of those. You're right, hey Dad. That's the Red Man Golden Blend. My bad. Hey, you think he's using the peasants, Red Man? He's using the high end. There's okay. gold ice in that. Never had a cigarette in my life. Not one. Never one time. I've had a puff. That did not go well. I, oh, sorry, Gallo. A uh, handful of times, all in college. Oh. Are you referring to uh, to uh, yeah, marijuana? Never liked it. Horrible. Uh, but I will on very rare occasion uh, on cele- like celebratory reasons have a cigar. That's about the only smoking okay. or tobacco or anything that I will do. No, uh, no, no, no edibles. Is that what you're saying? Nope. Never have. Never will. Just don't, don't see the purpose. I did that once and what a terrible mistake. I tried to do it just because I was in pain. I was having some back issues and uh, I couldn't sleep. My wife suggested I do that and what an awful idea. Did you go to space? I had never been high before and I, I woke up and I was just like, I felt, I felt like I was not in control of my body. Like I felt like somebody was like working a drone controls and I was, and. <laughs> She also didn't tell me that you get cotton mouth when you when you do that, and I wasn't prepared for that. My mouth was basically stuck together, and you know you guys you guys know my house okay because you know you do, I do the phone yeah. call with you every morning. So the walk from my my chair my recliner where I was asleep to the kitchen is maybe twenty yards, and I when I tell you it took twenty minutes to make that walk, I am not exaggerating. Jeez. I was just Did like the back I could go not. Away? I slept. I slept. I got. I got to sleep. It was there the there next morning go. when I woke up. Though, I just remember telling my wife. I was like, I described my experience to her, and she just went, "Yeah, that's being high." I was like, "Well, never again." <laughs> that was miserable. You do that for fun? So Nick Saban was involved in that dealership purchase not too long ago. Somebody said that um, that uh, there was a Ferrari dealership in that. So maybe he owns a Ferrari dealership, along with all of the other Mercedes and high-end luxury car dealerships. I don't know. But maybe it was uh, maybe good for Nick Saban. So maybe it actually is his Ferrari. It's good to be king, I suppose. Um, Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy this weekend. He received 2,029 total points, 503 first-place votes, which are worth three points, 217 second-place votes, each worth two points, and 86 third-place votes, even uh, each worth a single point. He did not, by the way, appear on every single voting ballot. Michael Penix finished second, 328 points behind Jaden Daniels. It was the closest Heisman Trophy finish since 2018. Bo Nix finished in third place with 885 total points. He got 51 first-place votes, 
Four through ten was Marvin Harrison Jr., Jordan Travis, Jalen Milrow, Ollie Gordon, Cody Schrader, Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy had a total of 21 points. He appeared on a 12 ballots. Got one first-place vote, seven second-place votes, and four third-place Why did somebody give J.J. McCarthy a first-place vote for the Heisman Trophy? Should get their vote taken away. He also voted. That was one of the guys who voted for Vanderbilt to win the conference this year at Media Days. Same okay. guy. Gotcha. I, I know it's it's just an award or whatever, but seriously, if you and your right mind thought J.J. McCarthy was the most outstanding player in college football this year, you shouldn't be allowed to vote for the most outstanding player in college football award. Shouldn't. Take it away from I thought, me. I'm not real big on stripping people Daniels, votes, but... I, don't, I thought Daniel sense. should have won, but I I liked what uh, Ari Wasserman had to say about that. He he voted, um, I think he voted Penix one. I, I have to go back and look. He made the point. He's like, when you when you tell the story of the 2023 season, you can leave Jaden Daniels out, and no, nobody nobody misses him. I thought that was an interesting way of looking at it. I, I don't disagree, but I love how voters create a story to justify why they picked the way they picked. And yeah, part of he did not have Daniels in his top three. Wasserman didn't. Yeah. That's to me that's a problem. Let me see um, if I can find his top three. Th- there is some ambiguity from the Heisman Trust when they tell voters to vote for the most outstanding player in college football, but they don't say Here's what we would like for you to do. We would like for you to imagine the story of the 2023 football season in your head and decide which players you can leave out of that story, thereby justifying who the most outstanding player in the country is. That's fine if that's the way Ari chose to decipher it, but that's not what they ask you to do. Wasserman's ballot was Penix, Travis, and Milrow. Okay. Look, he is completely entitled to his voting opinion. Someone in the region in which he lives decided that he deserved to have a Heisman Trophy vote. Ari covers college football. He can vote however he wants to. Jaden Daniels was the best player in college football this year. He may not have been the most important to his team. He may not have been the guy that is the lead character in the story of the 2023 season. But just based on performance on the field... There's nobody that was better than him. Not definitively better. We yeah. certainly can make arguments for guys that were as good. But when you throw for 3,800 yards and you rush for another 1,200 yards on a team that is statistically terrible on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. He threw for 38, 12, and 40 touchdowns with only four interceptions, and he rushed for 11, 34 with 10 more touchdowns. So he was responsible for almost 5,000 yards of total offense and 50 touchdowns. That's really good. Really good. And by (laughs) the way, if you want to compare Marvin Harrison, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix numbers, they put their numbers up in 13 games. If you had given Jaden Daniels another game, he would have been at I don't know, 53, 54, 5,500 yards of total offense. He would have needed to be, because otherwise LSU would have lost. It's a good point. It's a good point. Did you guys watch much of the Heisman Trophy ceremony? 
Zero point zero. Not a second. I did because there wasn't really much else on. I didn't have that much of an interest in the Marquette basketball game that was on Fox. I was sitting in a hotel room, and I was exhausted, and I just kind of put it on there and left it. I thought they did a good job kind of telling the stories of the players. And uh, just, just looked at Twitter at about 8 o'clock. I was like, oh, okay, that's what I thought was going to happen. And, and I did fall asleep during the 1997 30 for 30 documentary about the Heisman Trophy and Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson, all those guys. We will, uh, we will wrap up this edition of Sports Talk Mississippi with you when we come back on this Monday, the 11th of December, in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo? Yes, sir. All right, let's give something away. Let's uh, let's do a little genteel giveaway. I have I have two two trivia questions. So I guess we need to do one and then the other, right? We don't we don't need to have all of the answers coming in at the same time. Well, you would be able just to just read them both at the same time and see how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I'll throw them both out there. We'll take the first correct answer. On both of these do have, questions, do you have to get both answers to win? No, 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 no. Two different winners. Okay. A- answer one okay. question or the other. Don't don't answer both of them. This is uh, this is for a genteel golf shirt. Either a navy blue Ole Miss genteel golf shirt, or a maroon Mississippi State genteel golf shirt, or a black Southern Miss genteel golf shirt. It'll be one of those three. And not gonna have as many. We're just not gonna make it super complicated. Question number one, topical. We just had America's game this past weekend. Who was the last service academy player to win the Heisman Trophy? That's question number one. Last service academy player to win the Heisman Trophy. Number two is a little more difficult. Five times in the history of the Heisman Trophy. A school has won the award, a player from a school has won the award in back-to-back years. Not the same player necessarily, but you've had back-to-back years where a school won the award. It's happened five times. Who are those five schools? Those are your two trivia questions. Coming in on the C Spire text line. You guys might have to handle this one because of the the switch that goes on. I feel like I know the answer to the first one. All right, boy. Uh, all right, hey, Dad. We've got a winner at five fifty-five. Help me out here. The winner for the last service academy player to win six, the Heisman that... Trophy, the six-one-four uh, number. Got it. It was Roger Staubach for the Naval Academy. 
Roger Staubach, the the last Service Academy player to win the Heisman Trophy. That happened in 1963. So the other one is, give me the five schools that have won the Heisman Trophy in consecutive years. We haven't even had anybody try that one yet. A couple of them are easy, and a couple of them are more difficult. So we'll see if uh, anybody can. Uh, so, hey, if you're guessing Roger Stallback, that has already been you're won. You're done. That's already come and gone. We, we have the answer to that. So the, um, the, the remaining, I need the five schools in which a university has had consecutive Heisman Trophy winners. By the way, nobody's ever done There's it three times. A lot of people don't know how to spell stallback. Yeah. A lot of starbacks happening right now. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. There have been a number of Service Academy players that have won the award through the years. Um, Doc Blanchard, who's got ties to Mississippi, right? Is he from Mississippi? Is that right? He's from the Gulf Coast. So Doc Blanchard, he was a winner. Obviously, Roger Stallback that we talked about. Uh, Glenn Davis was a winner at uh, at Army. So I don't know the answer to this question. I hope you're looking to see if we got a winner. Are they coming in now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen it yet. Oh, wait, this may be it. We have a winner. We have huh? a winner. This is well done. You may have had to look this up. I don't care. I'm giving you credit for this. All right, so it's happened in recent years. It's happened a couple of times recently. What's, uh, it's what's the, the uh, six five six six two six five four is the first one that Got I it. saw that uh, had it had it all right. All right, so Alabama won back to back Heisman trophies recently with um, Bryce Young in twenty twenty one, Defonte Smith in twenty twenty. You had Kyler Murray at Oklahoma win it in twenty eighteen. The year before that, it was Baker Mayfield in twenty seventeen. Then you got to go back a ways. You got to go back to Archie Griffin. Now Archie Griffin was the only player to ever win it twice. He won it in 1975 and 1974. And then you got to go all the way back to almost the beginning of the war. Glenn Davis and Doc Blanchard. Doc Blanchard in 45, Glenn Davis in 46. And then the second and third Heisman trophies ever awarded. Larry Kelly in 1936 for Yale and Clinton Frank in 1937 for Yale. So uh, good work. Congratulations to those winners. Um, We will get your information and uh, let us know when you send us name, address, and email and all that good stuff, whether you want an Ole Miss shirt, a state shirt, or a Southern Miss shirt, courtesy of Genteel. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. We're back with you tomorrow. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Good night. Oh, it's incredible! 
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.